0: Thank you, thank you. Muchísimas gracias por estar aquí. Todos mis fans to watch it at a show. I love it. I'm going to just assume everyone here tonight, uh, just to make things easier, is either Latino or a Latino curious. Yes, if I'm wrong on that, just let me know. And that's good for me because sometimes I, I can't tell right up front and I got to ask. One time, I come out and go, anybody here speak Spanish? Guy in the front row says, no, thank God. <laughs> And I was blown away by that. Normally I can roll with that. I had nothing. I'm just staring at the light. Thank God. God, really? Yeah. But in that moment, I picture him getting to heaven, and the sign on the gate says, "Say, habla español." <laughs> I can't believe that. That kind of mentality. You can't go anywhere in this country without hearing a little Spanish or Spanglish. Yeah. Atención, Kmart choppers. <laughs> How can you not love the Spanglish? I love it. Twice the vocabulary, half the grammar. It's made for this country. In New York City, this is the capital of Spanglish right here. You're going to hear... ...on in Times Square, right here around the corner, so cute in a toy store, a little girl talking to her mom. Mami, compramelo, por favor, que está on sale.
1: That's the voice of comedian Bill Santiago in New York doing his comedy central show Spanglish one oh one. He's joining us today by phone to talk about his recently published book entitled Pardon My Spanglish Porque Because published by Quirk Books. Here on Open Book, Friday's edition of Cover to Cover, I'm Amelia Gonzalez. Pardon My Spanglish, Porque, Because is a hilarious guide to the habla, otherwise known as Spanglish, from the home, to the office, to the world of sports, media, fashion, and romance, and of course, there's el mundo del show business. Welcome to KPFA, Bill Santiago.
2: Thank you, Amelia.
1: Let's start with why you consider Spanglish a language.
2: Uh, well, it's a system of communication. People use it as a language. Uh, if Klingon is a language, I don't see why uh, Spanglish wouldn't qualify.
1: Okay, well, let's explain what Klingon is. Uh, you're talking about the, the language used in Star Trek.
2: <clears throat> well, yeah, it was used in Star Trek, and then they went and they actually constructed a language uh, from it, and there are actually speakers of the language and whole, a whole cult society built up around it. But Spanglish is a way of communication. It's a unification and a fusion of uh, both languages by people who are... Uh, 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 living in, at, at the crossroads of both of the Spanish-speaking and English-speaking cultures, you know, and they live in both worlds. They go back and forth between the languages without thinking about it, and, and the, uh, uh, you know, the expressions that come out of that, as a comedian, I find them extremely fascinatingly hilarious, and that was my, uh, that was my entry point into the whole thing, and to me, it's obvious that it's a language, like every other language, is in a, a, a form of, of mutating into something else. Spanglish is one of the most uh, uh, salient and uh, 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 tangible examples of that kind of uh, uh, change, you know. It really, it's, it's amazing that you were able to see it happening right before your eyes in this country because of the flood of Latinos coming in all at once now, in this time, right now, uh, having to deal with uh, English suddenly, all the previous generations that have already been going back and forth, so they sort of have uh, pioneered the process, and the technology that exists today, which accelerates everything. And 100 years from now, we'll be able to look back and really uh, see where, what it has become. And I'm betting on it uh, going pretty far.
3: Well,
1: I want you to go back to what you mentioned earlier when you were doing your comedy and you realized that you were onto something when you saw oh. the audience response when you talked about the chancla.
2: Well, yes, absolutely. That, that's one of those um, uh, touchstone words that uh, Latino audiences that I perform for uh, respond to in a way which is, uh, you, don't, you don't get that kind of reaction to the word chancla from a non-Latino audience. I mean, they recognize it as their own and if you can form it into, a, uh, 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 fit it into a joke someplace. I mean, the, the word itself is a hell of a punchline because of the way people identify with it. And you do not hear that word used in non- Latino conversations, unless it's thrown into an English conversation by someone from that culture, from that heritage, who recognizes not just uh, uh, the meaning of the word chakra, but the significance of that word. As a recollection of your childhood and a common childhood, you know it symbolizes childhood. That kind of like parental discipline, and uh, it's uh, it's a code word for yes. That was my experience too. And so when you
1: it resonated like with Chunkless survivors.
2: I yes, we bond. We bond <laughs> a lot of us out there, and I am one of them.
1: <laughs> well I wanted to uh talk about the history of Lat- not being able to resist merging these languages. You know, in the southwest starting in the forties and fifties the Pachucos had what was known as Calo that has been described as Hispanicized English or Anglicized Spanish. Do you think Spanglish is the same?
2: Yeah, it's the same thing. Doesn't matter what you call it, it's that same it's that same mix of those Uh, two languages, and they seem to go very well together, and you have to keep in mind that English and Spanish both come from the same place. They're both uh, Indo-European languages. So, you know, way back at a certain point, they were the same language, and they branched out, one into a Germanic branch, uh, which is uh, where English uh, uh, comes to us from, and then Spanish comes from the Latin. But if you go way back enough, they all uh, uh, sprouted out from the same source. And uh, maybe that's why they fit so well together. But in order for them to fit together the way that uh, uh, English-speaking and Spanish-speaking people uh, are able to do it, you know, you 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 really need a, a good um, uh, facility with both languages. Or let's put it this way: you, your fluency in Spanglish depends is dependent on your fluency in both of the uh, the input languages. So the better you speak English and Spanish the better you will speak Spanish. On the other hand, you know, if your proficiency in one or the other is not quite up to speed, your Spanish will, will get you through. And the more of it there is, uh, the more it becomes uh, commonplace, standardized, and mutates out into uh, uh, both languages. And you see it everywhere. I mean, you see it in advertising. You see it in Hollywood. see it on Spanish TV, you know, and on English broadcasts as well.
1: In your book, you do differentiate uh, Spanglish from slangish. So I wanted you to talk uh, about how Spanglish is not slang.
2: I don't think so. I think uh, calling it a slang really diminishes what it is. Uh, you, you're not just talking about a few words like uh, like or uh, or el rufo or la troca or anything like that. That you know, yeah, that, that's a little part of Spanglish, the creation of uh, uh, new words, you know, I heard a great one that someone sent to me from Chicago was an advertising for a, uh, a building contractor, and he put a little ad in the Chicago newspaper, and he called himself El Mero Mero Drywallero, okay, <laughs> now, that to me made me laugh so much, and I thought it was such a beautiful example of Fanglish, uh is is there, you know, you're not just, uh, um, saying something with one exclamation point. In Spanish, everything has two. It's a little bit, uh, you know, you're taking it up another notch. And on right. the other hand, you have the uh, the English, which is a very different um, emotional tone. It has its own uh, 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 distinct uh, grammar, vocabulary, pop cultural references. But the bilingual speaker, who is able to go back and forth, can combine them in one Single continuous expression as one language, and they're pulling from both sides of that bilingual brain for this. It's not an easy thing to do if you really break it down, and mm-hmm. all the triggers that prompt those uh, 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 switches occur regularly. You know, you can really categorize them, and you know, in a humorous way, I try to do that in this book.
1: Mm-hmm. I did want to talk about what what you call as Spanglish not being a crutch. You do need a certain uh syntax to be able to combine them in order to make sense because it's not mechanical. There's not a formula. It's, it's about sound. It's about how it, you know, how it rings to somebody or how it evokes emotion.
2: It requires a lot of intuition and I right. think you need what I call a Spanglish ear, you know. Someone who is familiar with both languages, who is fluent in both languages, at least to a certain degree, is able to tell right away whether or not uh, the languages will fit together at a certain point. And unconsciously, they they combine the languages in a way that it, it, uh, it makes sense and it's not jarring. You have to flip the modifiers around. In uh, uh, in English, you would say uh, the blue car. In Spanish, it's el caso azul. And depending on how you're using it, uh, uh, you know, you automatically make that uh, those, those kinds of switches when you're going back and forth. And what's interesting is that uh, people don't just go back and forth arbitrarily. So if you have access to both, why not make the switch? It's a lot more accurate than, uh, than translating it. And in that sense, I don't think Spanglish is a crutch at all. It doubles... Your options, you know, it really enhances your ability to express yourself. How could that be a crutch? Why would it be a crutch to be able to have a greater variety uh, in terms of expressing yourself? It, it, it sounds ridiculous to me. Also, when, uh, uh, you know, it's very common for different generations to be speaking both languages at the same time. And for me, that's another level of Spanglish. That's another... Uh, um definition of it you know you're creating this environment where maybe one person is speaking one language the other person is answering in another one but the languages in that in that environment they're they're engaging together you know and uh, uh, it's it's a very interesting process for one person to be uh, speaking one language understanding a second language and processing it uh, a friend of mine the other day, and I, I forget what we were. I was telling her, I was giving her some directions, uh, and she and I said, "Don't get lost." And she says, "You know, don't, you do not the here because okay? I map quest everything. You know, it really strikes you how uh, how beautiful Spanglish is." And in that case, she switched into English because the map quest that word exists in English, and in order, in order to be able to accommodate. uh, That technological term, she made the switch and she made it at a very, very reasonable uh, uh, point in the expression. Porque I, MACWET, everything. The porque was the the switch point and that happens a lot.
3: As
1: I hear you speak, I think of how uh, useful it is in just uh, developing a bridge for those that monolingual Spanish is in a reality for many of us because we have to survive in the English world. So how do you keep that cultura viva in folks that might, in your kids, that might be navigating a very English world?
2: Yes, yes, that is true. Uh, uh, in their presence, in their neighborhood, in their corner store, in their country, you know, they don't want to hear any Spanish at all. Uh, the whole, that whole English only thing. When you come here, you know, you have to forget the language. That's part of the price of being American. Uh, you have to assimilate. Assimilate means bleaching yourself of any other culture. And, uh, if you want to see Spanish, don't do it in front of me. Do it at home. This is an English speaking country. I mean, you hear, right. that sentiment is very much alive out there. And on the other hand, you have the, uh, the Spanish purists who think that, uh, Spanglish, any incursion of, uh, and see into the uh, Spanish is a corruption, and uh, uh, you know it's a bastardization of uh, a Spanish, and they uh, are both very short-sighted opinions. Although I under, I you know I I understand them. Uh, uh, people are very territorial about uh, language because it's a, uh, I mean that is language is the key component of uh, your identity. It's the infrastructure of who you are the people who are going back and forth and live in both worlds, their infrastructure is bilingual, you know, and uh, to the extent that you can use any Spanish in your English-speaking world and your English-speaking conversation and your English-speaking work uh, uh, environment or or, or social life, you are retaining uh, a connection to that Spanish-speaking culture. And it's a very powerful thing, even if it's only to uh, a, a small degree. And the more of it uh, 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 there is, the more Spanish there is in your English, the stronger your connection to that uh, language. And it kind of makes it okay to go into Spanish. You know, it kind of makes it okay to throw those words out there uh, where it's not an entirely Spanish-speaking environment. And the truth is, you know, even in um, uh, in my case, I was not educated in uh, uh, in Spanish when I came here. Uh, it was Spanish at home. It was English at school, and uh, and and uh, you know it was that way pretty much all through uh, all, all through college. Only after college, where I started working in environments where there was uh, a significant number of Spanish-speaking people, and uh, uh, so how how do you uh, retain that uh, uh, that language and that language identity? It's, it's, it's a tricky thing, and Spanglish goes a long way uh, towards that. And the fact that there is so much more of it today, and everyone's having so much fun in the game of it, it is a mm-hmm. very, very playful uh, playful thing, you know. And it doesn't just help to hold on to the language. It's, a, uh, uh, it's another level of the culture, you know. It's a, it's, it's a culture in and of itself. It's a, a, a mixed, very rich product of both cultures.
1: My guest is Bill Santiago, and we're talking about his book, *Pardon My Spanglish*, porque because. Bill will be in the Bay Area, starting with San Francisco on September 4th, and we'll give you more information later in the show. You know, Bill, I didn't want folks to think that this book is only for Latinos. Can gringos engage in el habla? Is there a Spanglish for Latinos and gringos?
2: Well, the book has a chapter on non non Latino uh, uh, Spanglish. Certainly, it's uh, uh, very popular. With uh, with people who not do not speak uh, uh, Spanish at all. The other day, I got an email from someone who uh, who bought the book and was sharing some of her uh, 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 Spanish experiences and and uh, uh, incidences in Spanish she had been in in, uh, uh, in in Guatemala and was trying to tell someone that uh, she had seen the Pope when she went to the Vatican. And she wrote me and she said, "I ended up telling them that I had seen the Catholic potato." <laughs> <laughs> And so people have a lot of fun with the uh, the Spanish, and there's all sorts of, uh, 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 I mean, it's just, there's, there's almost just as much Spanglish on the English-speaking side as there is on the Spanish side, and they do some great things with it.
1: As a matter uh, of fact, you have top ten tips for speaking Spanglish like a gringo in your book, right? Oh,
2: right, yeah, <laughs> I have a lot of top ten lists in in the book, and that's one of them. And I also have a whole uh, section on the, the the meaning of uh of a gingo, the definition, the theories on where it came right. from, and how uh, how it's used by English speakers, uh, you know, and, and and I think anyone who has any interest in the uh, mixing of the language, even if they don't aren't entirely fluent in Spanish, will really enjoy the book. It, what I did was I had recorded tons, maybe possibly hundreds of Spanish conversations, strangers, families, friends. I tr- uh, transcribed them. I wrote them out. I looked at uh, the patterns for, uh, for switching, for, uh, for coming up with new words, how people uh, uh, did it. I went back, I did a lot of research on, um, uh, on linguistics, on uh, the evolution of different languages, and I really broke it down and categorized it. And the funniest ones are the ones that I kept and tweaked and put into areas like uh, um, Spanglish in the Workplace, Spanglish in Your Love Life, Spanglish in raising uh, right. uh, your kids, Spanglish in advertising, Spanglish in, uh, in sports, Spanglish on the internet. It's really all beautifully broken down, and what makes the book sing are all the examples, the same way I did it in stand-up, uh, which has been very successful for me so far.
1: You mentioned sports, and some folks who, uh, whom this might be new might not even see it in something as American as baseball. Talk about Spanglish in the all-American sport. <sighs>
2: Well, you hear it all the time. I mean, uh, uh, you know, it, it's uh, supposedly an American, the most American, uh, uh, you know, apple pie and hot dogs uh, um, uh, pastime. And you hear so much uh, mixing of the languages in New York. I cannot tell the difference between English and uh, Spanish broadcast on Spanish. I'll hear something like, like, uh, like la segunda de la play. I know sound don't strikes una bola, and then just to check, I'll switch to the English station, and I'll hear, Alex Rodriguez says adios to la pelota. <laughs> and except for the accent, you can hardly tell that it's one language or another.
1: That's true. That's true. Never mind that most of the uh, ball players are Latinos, right? What is it, almost uh, 40%? Uh,
2: it's probably higher. Yeah. But uh, the funny thing is that they let them speak. Spanish, They would never try to impose uh, an English-only stipulation into the uh, uh, the sport of baseball like they've done with golf. I was reading the other day that the, uh, the Ladies Golf Association, I'm not sure of the name of it, uh, uh, just recently imposed an English-only uh, stipulation where if the players and members of the association do not speak English fluently enough they will be suspended and will not be allowed to play in this sport anymore. And that's the only sport where it exists. You could never do that in baseball because it's practically a Latino sport now.
1: Is there is there such a thing as Spanglish envy?
2: Yes, of course, Spanglish envy <laughs> exists. The Spanglish speakers are having so much fun going back and forth, and not everybody can do it. You know, these Spanglish speakers are cutting edge. They're on the forefront. They're the pioneers of this linguistic evolution, and they're having a bored with it. You always see them laughing. You always see them going uh, in and out of these conversations in a highly, highly creative way and coming up with some fantastic, unique expressions. And you can't do that unless you can go back and forth with both languages. And people are obviously jealous and uh, want to impose restrictions on that kind of thing.
1: So why do you uh, refer to L.A. as the promised land for Spanglish? (laughs) (laughs)
2: <laughs> <laughs> well, it's one of them. It's one of them. You, know. uh, <laughs> you said it here.
1: <laughs> In Spanglish or Muerte. Uh, here where you uh, talk about uh, my fellow Spanglishistas, tenemos tiempos difíciles ahead. I may mean, not get there con ustedes because of the price on mi cabeza, but I have seen the promised land, Los Angeles. Y debemos siempre tener presente que Spanglish may not be highfalutin, pero tiene una dignidad propia that we must defend con orgullo.
2: <laughs> hey, that sounded pretty good. Who wrote that? I, I, I love it. I love it. Yeah, I mean, it's true. Have you been, I mean, you go to L.A., you hear it everywhere. You hear people mixing it everywhere. I, I was driving down the street, and uh, I saw this... Huge, huge uh, 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 billboard that was in, in Spanish, like I'd never seen before. You know, at the corner of Hollywood and Vine, you look up and there's a Spanish sign as, uh, uh, as tall as a building and it says, We speak English too, which is not <laughs> the kind of Spanish I speak, but it certainly qualifies. <laughs> and a speak was spelled E S P E E K. Right. Uh, a a was, uh, I would never seen it spelled that way before. You know, and they are just having fun with the language, but there it is existing uh, uh in in the biggest, most in your face sort of way uh, in one of the biggest uh uh cities in in, in the world, it's out there the language is is out there, and the more uh it makes it into such a uh high uh profile uh situations the the more will be accepted, you know. It, it it's uh it's at a certain level at a uh, that may still be a little bit under the radar, but once people once you're aware that the Spanish is out there, it's crazy how you cannot stop hearing it, seeing it, and being aware of it and start playing with it yourself. It's a lot of fun.
1: Right, enjoying it. And yet, we have a long way to go, as, as you remind us. You remind us in Spanglish o Muerte, top ten signs Latinos still have a long way to go. And it's, it's just so frustrating when you have the spell check still changing bendito to bandito.
2: Yeah, they do not make it easy for you in this country to go back and forth. I was trying to write my mother a very simple, little, tiny email, Mami, I'll see you mañana. But You know, to get that enye, it, oh right! Uh, you know, in <laughs> Spanish, it's such it's it's so difficult. I mean, without it, you have to Spanish, right? The Enya, that's the most critical uh, letter character in the Spanish language. Without it, you don't have you have Span- Spanish. It's it's uh, it's Espanol, right. So it's right? Very important, <laughs> and to get it is so difficult because it's not a standard part of the uh, you know Microsoft Word. It just does, it doesn't uh, come up unless you you know. Re-outfit it to be in Spanish, and then you got to switch it back for English. And if you just want to uh, get it as a as an exception in what you're writing, it's like all one six something, and it's only like every other Thursday. It's so impossible to get. The only word in the English language that has the enye in it, you know, in the actual English dictionary and in the software uh-huh. uh, in the spell check, is pinata.
1: Really, I haven't even noticed that. Uh huh.
2: Yes. Well, I do the research. Gosh, okay. So I have to write the word pinata, and then cut and paste <laughs> in order to write my mother the simplest of emails. It's insulting. <laughs> it's discrimination right there in the technology. We you're right. A long way to go.
1: And yet, just seguimos uh, googleando. Yeah. You have a whole section of the internet how we're we're, we're modifying that la- the, that language as well.
2: The internet, the whole online thing, is the biggest engine of of Spanish because you know instantly you're spreading it around the world and because of the, uh, you know, informality of the medium, of the emails, of the blogging. People write like they speak, and at this point, the Spanish is primarily a, uh, uh, a verbal modality, you know, like all languages were before they became formalized.
1: The last time that you were here, we were talking about the funny of Latin dance and now oh, you're also, uh, can you talk a minute about that? Because you were here in the Bay Area when you were uh, workshopping that and I wanted to ask you, how has it been going? It sounds like it's been going really well.
2: Uh, Yeah, well, we're going to be doing another round of shows at the Brava Theater, you know, and it's all about developing the show over time. It's a very uh, 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 long-term development process, but the only way to do it is in front of audiences. Uh So we're doing it again with a couple of shows at Brava, the big shows on Saturday, September 20th. And so we want everybody to come out ready to dance and ready to share their dance experiences to help me improvise. And we're going to be covering all the dances. We're going to be getting into the funny of all the dances, not just salsa. All right. Tanto, merengue, bachata, uh, you know, the zapateado, el corrido, a quebradita, everything. We've got samba, you name it, we're talking about it.
1: Well, that's great. And we'll talk more about the uh, the readings that you have about the book Pardon My Spanglish, Porque, Because, written by comedian Bill Santiago. Bill, I want to thank you so much for joining us.
2: Thank you, Amelia.
1: You've been listening to Bill Santiago, and we've been talking about his book, Pardon My Spanglish, Por Que? Because, and his upcoming show, The Funny of Latin Dance. Bill will be in the Bay Area for a few readings, starting with Modern Times Books in San Francisco on September 4th, and he'll be in Sacramento the following day at La Raza Galeria Posada on September 5th, and back in San Francisco on the 6th of September at Red Hill Books. And as you heard us mention, he'll be here for a night of hilarious performance and dance on on September 20th at the Brava Theater in San Francisco. For more information, you could go to www.billsantiagooneword.com. This has been Open Book, Friday's edition of Cover to Cover. With Erica Bridgman at the controls, I've been your host, Amelia Gonzalez. Thanks for listening.
0: It's a win-win situation. You, donating a vehicle to an organization that you believe in and then claiming a charitable contribution on your next tax returns. It's easy. You can support KPFA, your independent public broadcaster, by calling toll-free 1-866-628-2277. That's 1-866-628-2277 or visit www.vehiclesforcharity.org. More information is available at kpfa.org. See? A win-win situation. As always, we appreciate your support.
3: on Saturday, September 6th, KPFA and Hard Knock Radio will be bringing you a special live broadcast of the 10th Power to the Peaceful Festival. It's a free music, arts, and yoga fest, September 6th in Golden Gate Park, featuring Michael Fronte and Spearhead, Ziggy Marley, Warren Hayes, Martin Luther, Kev Joyce, King Britt, Ursula Rucker and much more. This event is proudly sponsored by KPFA 94.1 FM and Hard Knock Radio, and will be broadcast live on KPFA 94.1 FM Saturday, September 6, 2008, from 12 to 6. Tune in for this special broadcast. For more information, visit triple Power to the Peaceful. That's all one word. dot org or triple W. dot Dot .org and right now it is 3:30 and time for free speech radio news